Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Neil and Jordan podcast, the podcast where two comedians talk like experts on subjects they are not experts on. Today, we are going to be talking about a range of topics, most likely. I want to explore emotional association, a similar topic to what I did on sex sales a couple of weeks ago. I want to see what Jordan has to say about that. Jordan has a few things he wants to talk about as well. So, you get a broad spectrum of what we're going to talk about today. But before we get into it, quick word from our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Steady Freddy. Do you suffer from premature ejaculation? Do you ever come early, Jordan? I've got the exact opposite problem, but yeah. Do you ever do you ever uh, think about uh, ScoMo losing the election and just bust a nut? <laughs> well. I'll try in the future, yeah. I've got the solution for you. Steady <laughs> Freddy. Steady, Freddy have a wide range of male sexual health products. They got condoms, they got ball boost tablets to improve your sexual health and vitality. But their uh, most significant product is the delay spray. The delay spray, which is going to help you if you suffer from premature ejaculation. A lot of partners buy it for their boyfriends. So go to steadyfreddy.com, use the code Neil Jordan. You get 15% off. That's the one thing you can you can be excited about. And get to early, steadyfreddy.com. Go ahead, get the ball boost tablets, get the condoms, get the delay spray. And even if you're listening to this podcast, you won't be coming early because I'm sure our voices make you do that. And as always, read the labels, read the instructions, use only as directed. This podcast is also sponsored by Crush Organics. Crush Organics have a huge range of CBD oil products. They got all sorts of strengths all sorts of uh, gummies, they got the oils, they got bath bombs, they got everything you need. So go ahead on to crushorganics.com, that's crush with a K, and use the code Neil. you get 40% off, 40%. They've even got CBD oil for your pets, CBD oil for your dogs, for your cats, for your pussies. That's it. Go to crushorganics.com. Use the code Neil. 40% off. I have shows on all across the country. Uh, by the time this goes out, our next show will be in Newcastle, 16th of April, Easter Saturday. Uh, Sydney shows on every week. Melbourne, April 24th. Jordan has shows at the in Melbourne as well. Probably. Yeah, he doesn't know. <laughs> What's new, eh? So go to his website, check out where he's doing shows, check out where I'm doing shows, and send in a question to uh, go to neilcolhacker.com slash podcast, send in a question, a topic, a shout out, and all that money from those subscriptions will go straight to a charity. All right. Just as an extra ad for you though, Neil, I was talking to someone the other day that saw your show and was very, um, what's the word? Pleased with what they- (laughs) came to they liked it they liked it a lot okay they said that it was a great night out and something we were talking about a lot which is the magic of doing something in the moment so they can't duplicate that they enjoy the improv yeah man they were impressed by it they said that it was like well honed skill as you were saying is a bit lost to the group of three extremely skinny men and one very fat woman and everyone else has forgotten about it they kind of seem to think that they're going to be the next who's light is it anyway despite the fact that no one wants to watch that show anymore you know like the band nerds in high school 
the mm. band Geeks. And mm. look, any anyone that we're calling Geeks were real Geeks because we were the fucking nerds in high school. Yes. The, the people who were the people who were the most sexually active were the popular kids, and then for some reason the band nerds were all giving each other wristies and rooting each other. I, 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 there was a group at our that does school freak me out. That it's kind of like it. the special class doing it. Yeah, they. <laughs> yeah, they. they <laughs> but they don't that. even have the intelligence of the special class. They're just yeah, and crap at everything. Really, like not very good at the band. No. Not very attractive. At least nerds are smart in their field. Yeah, I suppose geeks. That's look, the difference between a geek and a nerd. Yeah, geeks are just they. They have all the qualities of a nerd. Uh, sorry, like the all of the minuses of a nerd. Yeah, none yeah. of the pluses. <laughs> that is yes. a geek. Yeah, it's a, it's the worst version of a nerd. Absolutely, yeah. beta nerds. And and a, what's a dweeb? Ooh. A dweeb is a friendless a, geek. The geek of a, of the geeks. Yeah, a friendless <sighs> geek. Yeah, doesn't know even how to play the triangle, so he has to fend for himself in a very very hierarchical structure. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> and for I whatever think we all reason, know who that was at your school. Comment below. Improv. Actually, it also can we just is, before we go further? Sure. You know how there are hot chick names. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're going to meet a, a chick, chick called Candice, that's a stripper name. Yeah. Well, you don't think they're Well, yeah. As if a stripper is okay, not yeah. going to be hot. Yeah, but trashy hot. Like, I think yeah. Candice yeah, and I nasty. think nasty. You know. Double wrap. Yeah, you, you could buy her for 200 bucks. <laughs> but I'm not saying she wouldn't be a wild ride. Uh, but, like, okay, what's, like, a classy hot woman's name? Summer. Oh, another stripper name. <laughs> no, Summer, what's Summer classy- seems like the girl next door. What, what's that name? Any, any, Don't any, say Amy. Any name to do with flowers. Rose. Daphne. Man, maybe not that. Daphne, I just picture some... Aristocrat from the Daphne was someone who was hot in like 1842. True that in specifically the south of America. Emma, do you think Emma's a hot name? Uh, Yeah, Emma's a hot name. The point is, there's those names, right? I want to yeah, yeah. Now the big question: Was she hot? Uh, what? What What do you take me for, Jordan? What do you What do you think? I'm, I'm thinking yes. I just—it's just the question that needs to be asked between two guys: Was she hot or not? Cut to the chase. What do we all want yeah, to know? Look, That's about she, it. Yeah, she was. She was very hot. Uh huh. There we go. Well, we've got Obviously one for one here of a sample. Yeah, because. But you're not. Well, look, you've got Emma to go back on. Yeah, like if her name was Cagney, I'd be like, I need to see evidence. Cagney, such a ladette name. I've never even heard of that name. Oh, they exist, my friend. Cagney. <sighs> Look, you, you stay in your world where you don't know a Cagney. It's for the best. I don't plan on knowing a Cagney. <laughs> I hope not. That does not sound like a nice name. Most of, the, most of the like Irish Gaelic names don't sound attractive at all. Uh, what? Abigail? What are, they, what are the names? Siobhan. Yeah, fuck that. Especially if you say Siobhan's a the, gypsy for sure. The, yeah, hey, Siobhan. Oh, Siobhan, you're looking hot. That's Scottish. No, you're not. Let me get into my Irish. Siobhan. 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 Yeah, come on. <laughs> Can't do it. Mm, it's even yeah, worse Siobhan, than the accent. Siobhan, you fucking Catholic slut. Fucking get 
At least it's an apt description. Siobhan would be a Catholic, Catholic slut. slut. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other kind of Catholic? <laughs> Isn't yeah, that the baby. joke? Isn't that the joke where Catholic girls' schools are supposed to be extremely uh, proper and, you know. No, they've all got their hands religious, through the mesh, but aiming, trying to grab a cock as it goes past. Yeah, they're all experimenting it, with each other. Or maybe that's just yeah. a pornographic fantasy. Um, that is a heavy pornographic fantasy that I've uh, delved into a lot over the years. But I are would like Irish? to know, actually, if <laughs> there's two questions. Yeah, are they? I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, Siobhan, the way you live. No, it's not. No, no, no. There's no such thing as an Irish porn star, oh, and there's yeah. a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a male oh, yeah, Irish. I taste that fucking Protestant pussy. <laughs> uh-huh. Yuck. <laughs> Wait, I which hate one's it. Protestant? I hate which that one's accent. Pro- which one's Protestant and which one's Catholic? Catholic's the Republic They're of the Ireland. North. Is it? No, no, the, the North, North is Protestant. Protestant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and and Catholic is the yeah. Now that's a porno on the border. Naughty. Mm, mm. Oh, so naughty. Yeah, it's, forbidden it's, treasures. It's gay and it's also, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Sacrilegious <laughs> for both sides. Oh, yeah. That's the next No, you're bread. really going against the IRA's code, I reckon, if you're doing that. I think that's the next big Netflix hit. It's just sort of it, 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 during that when they were really fighting each other. I mean, they've always, always been fighting each other, but in the peak of that conflict, a, a, a forbidden lesbian relationship between, <laughs> between a Catholic Irish girl and a Protestant Irish girl. And they're both named Siobhan. I mean, they've explored every other avenue of lesbianism. <laughs> it has to come around. Don't you reckon? I like, think it's a big hit. Yeah, I think. me too. Well, yeah. Any of those. They've got two ready-to-go audiences right there. Lesbians and every male on earth. Why the fuck? Yeah. Do men- you, you go ask. You go ask this on your other little... Uh, sinful podcast, Neil. Mm. Why are men so obsessed with lesbians? Because, I mean, I am That's a man, a good and I am obsessed with lesbians, but I don't know why. Yeah, because you're kind of cuckolded, aren't you? You just absolute yes, but uh, you don't feel as cuckolded as, as if it was your girlfriend fornicating with an- another man. But if it was your girlfriend. With another woman, I, I think a lot of men would enjoy that. But you are a cuck, aren't you? you yeah, are you're a cuck. Absolutely, be a cuck. <laughs> There's no a, wiggle room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a, a sexism in the in the perception of cuckoldry there. Yeah, <laughs> double standards. It is double standards for sure, and I think we're all fine with it because I girls just kind do of- not think uh, gay sex is is attractive. As far yeah. as I mean, if any, I, I've heard that straight women sometimes actually watch lesbian porn over gay porn. Yeah, because they know how to. It's a direct quote: "Women know how to please other women." Because the, there's very few women I know that have had lesbian sex. <laughs> well, where's the you know? But I suppose they got their fingers. But um, Do you ask them. Is that something you ask them in the first ten minutes of meeting them? What for your research? Where's the cock? So have you have you scissored anyone? 
No, I'll tell you why. Because any woman that has had lesbian sex is the person in the party that's going to bring that up. There are always people that are quite sexually liberated. And so, without you saying anything, they'll say, Hi, my name's Siobhan. Um, Have I ever told you about the time that I rug munched someone? No, because we just met, but go on. Uh, Usually, that's what happens. And in those situations, of course, I'm going to ask deeper. This sounds like a very specific incident that you are then extrapolating. Yeah, like I'm talking about like two or three times in my life. It's like- (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking about three chicks I know. These three chicks that have done it, they all said the same thing. It was quite underwhelming. But maybe that's just because they're used to getting battering rammed, you know? Maybe you have to get used to <laughs> Maybe you have to get used to it. So, so they weren't lesbian, they were just experimenting. Yeah, of course. Okay. But isn't that what all women do that aren't lesbians? They're not bi, they're just fooling around. They're- they're breaking down the patriarchy. It's a political well, yeah, act. You it's fight the power, I guess. Yeah, to- <laughs> yeah, great. Isn't that what it actually in the in the really progressive uh, areas of academia? It's it's a political act for a man to act feminine, which by in itself actually means that he is then a woman, mm. because the masculine, mm, and, mm, which is mm. it's equated to man. Is deemed more powerful. Therefore, it's it's it is breaking down power structures by simply putting on drag. Well, I mean, it's still so revolutionary when a celebrity does it, and you see them in the Daily Mail, like Timothy Charlemagne wearing a woman's blazer. Ooh, step back! No one's ever done that before. Oh, yes, they have. Uh, pretty much every band member of One Direction. You, you're not new, Timmy. Every rock they star in the seventies and eighties. I know. Just get the fuck over it. And it's so it annoying. I more- hate that face of like, yeah, jealous. A, no. B, you're not cool. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the stars in the 70s and 80s did it in a much more compelling way. They weren't yeah. sad about it. No. I feel like the male celebrities now that do it, like, I'm doing this to make a point. And it's really hard as someone who wouldn't normally dress like this, to dress like this. Like, just do it. Yeah, no. Whereas in the Don't 80s, it, it was a bit like, I've done a lot of drugs and I realised this looks kind of quirky. Exactly. And it was like, well, dude, like, if you're coming at it with that attitude, play on. Makes you, it, it makes you actually want to do it. Yeah. All the things that people are trying to normalise now, the way they're trying to normalise it makes me not want to uh, engage Make in it, it normalised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure... Uh, I've done a few podcasts and a lot of people, okay, when I say a lot, a handful of people have messaged me saying, you probably have anxiety. Yeah, but because of all this whole, uh, we, we need to normalise this. I'm like, uh, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to admit it if I do. No. <laughs> it's, it's cringy. Yeah, you've, so, you've put your bail in a bad lot. Know, you know, no. That tone of voice as well. Of course. And the of greatest course, human look, beings alive. I'm not trying to shame anyone here. You know, if you need help, go get help. No shame in that. But if you have that voice, don't get help. Live with your problems. <laughs> don't you reckon? Like, if, you, if somebody has this voice, you're beyond help. And I hope that you get the opposite of help. I hope you suffer more. But there is a difference between that and the people that Neil are talking about. I don't know. Why are people talking to you about uh, your 
What did they say? What did the commies say? No, they were actually very nice. They, uh, I think it was one of the podcast <laughs> two years ago or something. I'm not. It's not. That, I'm not taking them personally, but the the culture surrounding it, anything that has to do with normalizing something, I just maybe it's my internalized misogyny. I don't even know what, but I get the ick. I get the. Uh, I get the. I get an ideological ick. So do I, especially it's when... It's not rational, I'll admit it. Yeah. So I, I think... I'll just say this. I was talking to Dan the other day. Uh, good old Dan was on the podcast last week. And it's now become so typical and cringeworthy whenever they talk about male mental health, which is something, obviously, I am well in support of. But, you know, when they're always like... Tackling mental health on and off the field. That phrase, Ugh. you know, has been designed by a marketing team full of women mm. that do not know how mm. to appeal to men mm. at all. Mm. And fair enough, because there's a lot of criticisms now of like, like stock female characters that have clearly been designed by men. The strong woman character. This is a trope that is supposedly very feminist, but it's actually extraordinarily cringy <laughs> and degrading, if anything. But at the same time, there's now marketing teams full of women trying to appeal to men that just can't do it. Mm. I think there was one ad I saw recently about um, some sort of acne treatment and uh, it was a group of girls talking, being like, you know, ever since he uh, started using the acne treatment, I we've been having so much sex or something like that. It was so obvious. Focus group. Yeah, like men how do like we get sex to men? with yeah. women. Men. <laughs> <laughs> That's if obvious. they do this, they'll get laid. And you really got to uh, give props to the creativity department to just slot in that focus group tested line. Almost verbatim, not really trying to change it at all. Yeah. All they did was just have, let's have a bunch of girls see it. Well, well I'm sure you were worth your 30 grand. You know what they do now? These vegan activists will dress up in lingerie with one guy who's, who's not traditionally attractive and essentially take a lot of photos and, and spruik the idea that, hey, male vegans are hot. And that's but they're just, not. That's just not. Well, it's just not accurate. But that's not going to appeal to men. Mm, Nothing right. about that appeals to men. No, you're going to take the right. This is pretty much that's it. the you female look the, gaze. Yes, that's what women think men want. A bunch of hot girls to be like, "Oh my god, you're a vegan. That's hot." You know what I think you should do if you are appealing to. Men for vegans, You're doing it the wrong way. It's not a bunch of women dancing around because, again, it, it just because you can feel something behind it. Of if you do this, you get our approval as women. You're kind of just kowtowing them automatically. I think the best way to do it is to say, if you are a vegan, you will live in that sick apartment that Patrick Beatman lives in, American Psycho. That's how you do it. You give it. <laughs> I don't know, just for you, man. I don't, don't you think, like, even what? with the, dude, the old Mac before what? Gillette, before okay. Gillette did the whole, basically committed hurry curry and then pathetically came back with that fat Maori kid from Boy. 
dude, just go back to yeah. being having the guy that doesn't have the acting abilities to be in Top Gun, but would have been in Top Gun if Tom Cruise didn't exist. That's what Mac should have on it. <laughs> what has got to do with wait? Wh- when you talking about vegans? Yeah, keep what are you up. talking about? Um, oh yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying that the way that you appeal to men is the way that Gillette did it in the 80s and then did the most amazing backflip in the late naughty, uh, the late teens. Mm, mm. But that 80s thing of some extremely masculine dude just feeling his shave like that and then just a shot of a jet going and then a shot of the chin getting shaved like that, just being like smooth, fast, elite, and to just show the jet fighter and then him in some sick bathroom and then some model that looks like Sidney Crawford without the mole to come on and just rest on his shoulder and then he just goes, and then goes, Mac 3. That's what appeals to men. Yeah, it definitely something- appeals to men more than the more recent approach. But don't you think that the more recent approach is kind of just like, yay, you're just like a skinny, flabby loser in the center of a bunch of, let's be honest, not that hot chicks. It's like, well, dude, yeah, that's, that's not a thing. great fantasy. At least make the, the women, make them Victoria's Secret models. At least You don't make even them know that. See, that's the whole thing. Like, we're, we're trying to normalize your perceptions of attractiveness while trying to appeal to your fantasies. What the fuck is, you people are mental. You are insane. <laughs> Isn't that fucking nuts? To, These people, the, 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 their whole job is to sell a product. Yeah, and and now all these uh, like male underwear and like whatever it is, deodorant. They got they got the very average looking men on there, which is not acceptable. Not man, like men don't want to see average looking men. No, I want to see some. And jacked- I don't think women want to see average looking women. Don't those <laughs> covers that they always show of just like this is what a model looks like without makeup? Don't they always bomb? Because all the chicks look at it and go. Ugh. I don't know, but there's a lot of that now. There's the plus size models. I feel like it's kind of, from my perception, people want to support the idea of it, but ultimately, if you ask them, if you if you scan their brain, they'd, they'd want to look at the hot model. <laughs> it's just human nature. <laughs> Who looks at these models and is like, hmm, I'm not like that. that. That makes me insecure. You're not supposed to be like that. No, no. It's a model. What's the point of being a model if you're average? It's to escape into fantasy. Exactly. Not be a mirror. Everything. There's one of those in your bathroom. Everything that's marketed on mass media is supposed to be like, like just this elite group of the most talented or most beautiful people. There's a yes. reason the best singers are like clearly much more talented than everyone else. <laughs> you don't get some average singer. <laughs> I'm sorry, just a normal singer too. <laughs> Don't shame that. Like, what, is- <laughs> what is this shit? Who's taking this personally? <laughs> <laughs> Who is taking it personally? I don't know, man. I don't even There'll think that many people are. There'll be some bullshit studies they point to. I don't think that many people are. I think uh, some people said they were, and I think corporations are always in favour of anything that makes them seem very virtuous without actually having to take financial action to be virtuous. And so they jumped at the opportunity of uh, being inclusive. Well, I hope it bombs because we said at the beginning of this, I do actually find it personally offensive, I've got to say. (laughs) I hate it. It's just like, man, 
media peaked in the 80s. Just keep it there, for fuck's sake. Stop trying to reinvent the wheel. You know, uh, in China, they actually put a lot of... Okay, tell me if I get this wrong, but I I heard they put... They actually put a lot of white people in their commercials because they actually think the white race is the most beautiful race. Yeah. And they'll openly be like, yeah, white white people, very beautiful. Yes, yes. Like, you can't argue with that. I mean, no, and but that, you can't get, uh, sorry, you can't get mad at that. That's just, well, all right, they said it. Yeah, that's what they want. And you know what they else said- I'm really happy about as well? And this is the impossible position that Hollywood execs find themselves in because they're always trying to cast real looking people now, as you pointed out. Mm. That's what they're getting the directives from in Hollywood, but they also have the Chinese market that they have to abide by and the Chinese market hates it. They hate always they it. refuse to air like hundred million dollar budget films because the people in it are too ugly. Is that now, did, that, that's did that actually happen? Yeah, it was with that new all Asian cast. They were just like, no, they have fat head. And really? then they just what, so it was an all Asian cast and yeah. then they said yeah. <laughs> too ugly. People this is what you got to understand. People in some of these countries with a l- large diasporas in Western countries actually don't really appreciate the expats that much. Indians in India don't like Indians who grew up. When I say they don't like, obviously on a personal level, they're fine with them. But the art that they create and the, the, the celebrities, they, they, they don't connect with them because the... The mentality of someone who grows up as a minority in another country is going to be very different for someone who just is Indian and grew up in India. When the Indian who grew up in the West is going to constantly talk about how they felt different and how they felt ostracized, the Indian in India is like, I don't what I everyone's Indian, man. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> and you know what else as well? It's like a because Ali's brother was talking about it, there was some some SJW comedian, I can't remember who in Australia, that they were watching. They hate Indian. Yeah, Indians in India do not like. I've heard. Well, okay, a few people have told me this, but they do not like any of the Western brown comedians. No, they're except all shit. Russell Peters. Except Russell Peters. Except Russell Peters. And then, and then the West hates him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who's racist? Well, that was exactly this. You know what he said? It just woke it up so much he was, he was just saying what do you think about what he's saying and then he was just like man i'm too much of an immigrant for this shit man like i don't i don't give a fuck about what he's talking about yeah that's <laughs> is that, they're not insecure dude it's no, not even it's not that even that they hate it it's they're actually indifferent to it yeah they don't get it why would you get it yeah it makes well it's interesting because my dad came here when he was 24 and my mom grew up here and they actually do have very different sort of outlooks on those sorts of things. Yeah. So it makes perfect sense. My dad yeah. grew up in India. Never, he was never bullied for it. And they called curry muncher. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, man, go to India, call someone a curry muncher. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. You're just such a weird look. <laughs> <laughs> what do you eat? <laughs> so that does not resonate with um, the expat community. The art they create does not resonate with uh, the native community. And and it's interesting to hear that about China, especially that they didn't find them beautiful enough. Yeah, I know. Now, that's hilarious. It's so stupid, isn't it? It's just like the rest of the world is not going through this weird self-flagellation period. And I don't even know if Europe is. Maybe it is. I'm not sure. 
I think it's exclusively America and like all of its, you know, like uh, District One states, like us in New Zealand. District One. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not wrong. Well, we got to talk about what happened here. We're recording this. Uh, the Oscars just happened. There's now an infamous incident of my boy Chris Rock, the greatest comedian of all time. Yes, unpopular opinion, but is he it? is. But he is. No one else thinks that. Even Chris Rock doesn't think that. They asked Chris Rock. Who's the best comedian? And he was like, Dave Chappelle. Shut oh, up, Chris. Come on, Chris. You're way better than Dave yes, Chappelle. You okay, are. yeah, your last special sucked. And that joke you made about Will Smith's wife wasn't good. But his early specials, okay, bring the pain, bigger and blacker, never scared, kill the mocking uh, kill the messenger, kill the to kill a mockingbird, and Born Suspect, which is an audio album he did in the 90s. He was 25 when he did that. If you want to see sorry, if you want to hear brilliant comedy listen to born suspect by chris rock okay that's one where like only comedians will know about listen to that it is a genius at work now he said this joke about uh, jada pinkett smith who i don't even why is she famous i'm pretty sure she's famous for marrying will smith mm. and will gets up great reason so the joke was um jada i'm looking forward to gi jane too because she's bold and she's got alopecia and she wins. What is alopecia? It's an autoimmune disease, and one of the symptoms is you lose your hair. Yeah. And so she's bald. Yeah. And then Will Smith gets up and slaps Chris Rock. Hard? <laughs> yeah, it looked pretty hard. And Chris Rock, to be fair, took it like a champ. What did he say? He, he was just like, wow. <laughs> wow. He was just in shock. And Will Smith gets back down, and a lot of people still were thinking this is staged. And then uh, Will Smith just yells out, Keep your wife's name out your fucking mouth. No, keep my wife. I can't remember exactly. He said something along those lines. And then people started to think, okay, this is not staged. And it's gone viral. A lot of people have things to say about it. What are people saying about it? What happened after that? This is after Will Smith abused him on stage. I don't know. The Oscars went on and then Will Smith actually what? won the Oscar for Best Actor. Isn't this the whole irony? Oh, that's that so perfect. Now people are inter interested in the Oscars again. And then he started crying, did a very emotional speech about him wanting to be a protector and having to endure abuse and 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 disrespectful comments. And to be fair, he apologized to the Academy, apologized to everyone except Chris. He didn't apologize to Chris. And a bit that's of backstory. So Do you know weird. about this thing that's happened with Will Smith and, and his wife? It's been it's been widely publicized that they for a while they were on the rocks and then they were just life partners and they were essentially in an open relationship. And she on her podcast talked about her quote unquote entanglement with another rapper. And a lot of people have been making fun of Will Smith, essentially just calling him a cuck. And <laughs> sucked in Will. Uh, and then, as far as I'm aware, they're in an open relationship. I don't know. It's uh, complicated. She's very. She typifies the, uh, the that sort of smug Hollywood elite without ever having done anything of note. I don't know what she did. I think she was a TV actress. And I know a, a couple of Oscars. Uh, uh, Sorry, a couple of years ago, Chris was hosting the Oscars and made a joke about Jada as well. She said she wanted to boycott the Oscars and then he was saying, well, she's a TV actress. That's like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. 
It's an invitation I would not turn down. Look, I don't think he does his best work when he hosts these award shows, but that's- that Who was, does? That was kind of funny. Oh, Ricky Gervais, but- Oh, true. Uh, so, <laughs> now this is apparently one of the most infamous moments in Oscars history, which is uh, great for the Oscars because no one cared about that show until this happened. And- Well, the cherry on top is that he won. He won. Because I don't- Did they cut to people's reactions in the audience? Yeah, a lot of people were shocked. That he won. No, the, at, at the slap. But what about bit- when he won? Did everyone look happy? They're probably actors and they all plastered on a happy face. It was all very emotional for them, as it always is at these award shows. And I, I didn't see any reactions of, of the audience when he was accepting his award. But first of all, I think he's going through something, man. He looked really uh, out of sorts at the end. So I'll Is reserve- he fat? No. No, he looks he looks normal. Uh-huh. But he really didn't deserve the Oscar, did he? But then again, oh, no one ever deserves the Oscar. Yeah, I, I feel like with those sorts of actors of that caliber, they do enough Oscar bait movies. Eventually, they just get given the the Oscar for best actor. Yeah, like Leo Leo got it for The Revenant, and he's done way better. <laughs> he's done much better work. Like, he can yes. even talk in that film. Yeah, but uh, it was so artsy. The cinematography and the direction on that was was brilliant. But, but other than really, that, it really was a student act. film. Yeah. yeah, he killed my the bear raped me, and then my son died, and then I killed Tom Hardy. That's the that's the film. Yep, beautiful. Uh, in terms of the, the 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 visuals were beautiful. You have to watch that film in a cinema. Yeah, but it's basically just like playing Red Dead Redemption, isn't it? Just for two you're hours. Not, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're probably better off playing a video game. It would be. You'd be slightly more entertained. So, this is the story of uh, Chris and, and Will. And most people, from, from the comments I've seen, most people are condemning Will. A few people are saying, hmm, he's standing up for his wife and you know, he's protecting her. What the? Since when did it become a thing? This is the 1800s. You don't have to protect your wife's honor. With a slap as well. That's such a... <laughs> I challenge you to a duel. Yeah, How what the dare you sully the sanctity of my wife? I mean, okay, if the <laughs> if the slap leads to a duel, that's awesome. But that'll be funny. That is the girliest way to defend your wife's honor. To do the only physical move that your wife would do, which is to slap someone's face and run away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, slap is either the yeah, the- <laughs> and then sit there shaming him. From downstage, just being like, don't talk about her. Dude, it's, he's not really like, he's <laughs> not a man, is he? It's an episode of Maps. <laughs> so, man, I mean, you don't- I slap. am so weirded out. I'm telling you, the, the him winning part is the thing that freaks me out. Uh, I haven't seen the movie. It's about- No, the, it's not the- It's the not- William sister's father. Now I want to see it. <sighs> it sounds like it'll be- Shit. And the one good thing that's come out of this is Chris Rock is relevant again. <laughs> because he, his last special was garbage. And now he's got one special? more special. He's got a tour, actually. He's coming to Australia. Yeah. And, and I'm his biggest fan. I saw him last time. It was very expensive and it wasn't that good. And so I don't even know if I want to see him. I still think his early work is just untouchable. But uh, he's got a, he did sign a two-special deal with Netflix. The, the amount of money. They, got, they get $60 million. For two specials, it's obscene. Is that what Rock's on too, is he? Yeah, he was on about the same as, as Dave Chappelle. It's, it's, it's obscene. But 
His last oh, one was this tambourine. Right? going to be great. Yeah, tambourine. The Man, second I didn't half think it was terrible. Was, I thought there was. It I don't was know. It was kind of like yeah, insightful. There was good parts. My friend Tim had a good uh, comment about it. It's. It's felt like he was trying to still be the Chris Rock of old and be that sort of exuberant, loud black comedian, whilst also being insightful and and almost the, the philosopher comedian. And it and it felt like he was trapped between those two personas, and it, and it felt weird because he'd say this this sort of deep point with a few punchlines, and then come out with this uh, with this with this bold, aggressive line at the end, and it just it it was jarring. And 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 I think a similar thing occurred in the Dave Chappelle special as well. I, I think these guys need to figure out all right, what is the tone of your special here. Are you going to do a Bill Hicks style serious cultural or political commentary where the jokes are an afterthought, or are you just going to be funny? But this hybrid doesn't—I've never seen it work. Mm. No, I think that the the thing they also fail on is they are no longer part of the epoch that they're used to be their bread and butter, like. Yeah, Dave Chappelle and uh, Rock were best when they were talking about Michael Jackson and O.J. Simpson. Yeah, and pop culture in the 2000s. And now yeah. they're removed from pop culture. They, I think they feel like they're outsiders and old men looking in. Mm. And they're simultaneously trying to be relevant and trying to criticise it. And I'm not going to say they're washed up, but... It just doesn't hit the same way. No. And poor Chris, but I hope people go and watch his specials now because he's got some fantastic material in in some of those early ones. Bring the pain, bigger and blacker. I'll tell you this, in that, that tambourine one would have been great if he didn't talk about Trump for the first half. If he just kept yeah, really. the second half for the whole show, that would have been a f- that would have been one of my favorite stand-up shows of the of like the last ten years. I reckon. I couldn't agree more. That second half of that show. If you're gonna go watch Tambourine on Netflix, just watch the Fast second forward. half. And mm. I think he coined that phrase. I don't know if I'd heard it before, but now it's on all these sort of admittedly quite cringy TikToks about. Nail purpose and things where the phrase was only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. A man is only loved on the condition that he provides something. Mm. I'm pretty sure that that was him. That was him in that, that was special. Him. That was him. And now it's this very deep quote that a lot of people use on TikTok. Mm, I know. So you got something out of that. But yeah, yes, Will Smith, his man, deepest go, thought dude, became that a guy meme. needs help. I mean, to be fair, like Wendy Williams was interviewing Jada Pinkett Smith before the Oscars and saying, oh, you guys are back together, no more entanglements, <laughs> which is basically say when Jada Pinkett Smith said, I had an entanglement with this rapper, yeah. admitting to cheating, and then there's this whole, there's also this, this footage of Will Smith crying and talking about it and he's getting lampooned on social media. Look, this is like very... This is an intimate relationship and, and clearly there are issues in it being broadcast to the world. And then just before the Oscars, here's another reminder of how your wife cheated on you. So he, he's probably fed up, probably heard this Chris Rock joke, just <laughs> lost it, completely lost it. He's, he's clearly in a very emotional state because then at the end of the show, he's 
bawling his eyes out. And then he said a few cringy things. He said, I've been compelled by, he said something along the lines of, I've been compelled by God to protect people. I'm like, all right, but all right, look, you're not Jesus. Settle down here. Yeah, I know. But I think the man needs help. So do I, but uh, also, I never slap one. a comedian. That's retarded. But yeah, and no. the fact that people are defending that, it's either it's either like really sensitive women being like, well, she has alopecia and it makes her feel uncomfortable, or it's just like really, really working class dudes being like, oh, he's defending his wife's honor, man. What do you meant to do? Yeah, it's like what a weird little <laughs> little union there. That is a strange union. <laughs> Never again will those two people agree on anything. Yeah. Because then you've got like Except very progressive men people. that are mean to women. Yeah. Yeah. Super progressive people saying there's a show of toxic masculinity. And then I think most people are like, yeah, maybe the joke was in bad taste. Don't do that, dude. Like there's no justification for slap, yeah, you smacking a comedian. A few of the guys have been, well, French, you got a, a, a beer thrown at him at Rockhampton. Uh, Shooter got- uh, Well, pa- that's Shooter's, pretty much deserved, I mean, isn't it? <laughs> like, if you are a Frenchie or Shooter Williamson character, you can't expect <laughs> to go through your entire career and not be glassed. Yeah, you know? to be fair, the fact that Frenchie <laughs> hadn't been glassed for so long- I was surprised. That's pretty surprising, yeah. hey? <laughs> I know. Isn't most of his show sitting there- Asking men in the audience if he can have sex with their girlfriends. Isn't that like- No. <laughs> <laughs> Every time- Frenchie, all right, Frenchie always- said, I've never gone to his show. I want to go to his show a lot. You co- Whenever we talk about Frenchie, he's always like, man, Jordan hates me, doesn't he? No, I don't fuck. I love Frenchie. What are you fucking talking, are you about? talking about? He's Jordan, hilarious. He doesn't tell- What is he- When has he said, like, I want to have sex with your- Okay, yeah, he'll, he'll flirt with- We all do that. Huh? We'll all do like some playful flirtation with audience members. Uh, well, I don't, but that's just because no, I'm the don't. exact opposite of Frenchie. Like, Frenchie's numbers, I wouldn't no be women surprised in your if audience. there's like- None. There's no <laughs> woman to- Yeah. I have several uh, women that are at that age where they look more like men than the 20-year-old boys in the audience. So, I've got no options. But the other thing- <laughs> but I'm telling you, man. Damn. Every time I've, I've, I want to go and see a Frenchie full video, like before I die, I need to knock them all off the list. I need to see Isaac Butterfield and I need to see Frenchie in all their glory. Yeah, I just I, haven't had the opportunity to yet. But I'm yet to see Isaac live at, either. I've seen all the others. Great. Yeah. I think I'll do I think I'll do it during a Melbourne Comedy Festival when they're down there. I'm just going to book a few extra nights there. But yeah. every clip I've seen of Frenchie heckling or getting heckled by the audience- is basically him sitting there asking if he can have sex with said audience member. <laughs> and that's the- And like, dude, that's mad. That's awesome. Dude, Trench, you got to understand this, right? I, I, I am just a very mean-spirited, nasty person and everything I say <laughs> is cunty. But I- Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do not hate that. This, is, this means he likes you. Trust me, I do not hate that man. I watch his content religiously. I am. I'm, I'm I like all. I'm. Te- I'm actually saying this. It's not actually because I'm like trying to cover my ass or anything. Because it'd actually be better if I was sitting there and saying, I don't know, like, man, fuck Lewis Spears. He's not shit. That'd be good for views. But I just can't tell a lie. I am a fan yeah, of the all the YouTubers here. Yeah, there hasn't been any. Um, there's no. There's none of them Australian that I hate. Like I like Christian comedy. Hull. I like beef. all of them. 
Yeah, when's the Australian internet comedy beef going to start? The ones that I hate are the ones that aren't internet comedians. I hate them. Me too. Me too. Or, no, now there's a few up TikTok trios. Uh, look, I won't say I hate them. I, I hate when people are like, oh, do you know these people? They're so funny. And I'm like, <laughs> but, you know, I'm not going to name names. I'm sure it's pretty obvious who I'm talking about there. But Oh, actually, and all right, I'm, I will add this to it. There is one uh, YouTuber act in Australia that I'm not a fan of, but you be the judge of that in your own time. But moving on. Now that you mentioned that. YouTuber acts in Australia that you're not a fan of. I want to act. So they do live shows. Well, you have to include them, right? Like, okay, we're not. To, but, hang oh, on. Who yeah, the okay, fuck okay. Is, I think I know who you're talking about. You, you would probably okay. have the same sentiments. So you mentioned, you've, you've talked about him in, in a few videos, right? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, maybe not. It has to be an act. Is it, are they in the realm of you? Are they in the political commentary realm? I mean, we've all dabbled. No, I actually don't know who you're talking about. I'm not going to say online, but know this though. Know this. If I mention a YouTuber either on stand up or in my show huh. or, or, or online, you can rest assured I, I don't not like them. You can be guaranteed of that. I get this all the time, though, because it is. I've just got a very mean face. I say horrible things all catty. the time. I'm very catty. So people do come up to me all the time and just be like, what the fuck? Do we have a problem? And I was like, I thought I was giving you compliments. <laughs> yeah, the you know? way, yeah <laughs> is, like the way you compliment, I think I've realized this about you now, like the way you compliment people <laughs> comes across as like bitchy sarcasm. So uh, <laughs> Like I know, I know you admire Spanian, but the way you did those reaction videos looked like such a call out. And I was like, man, this guy is gonna get fucking bashed. But no, that's just I realized that that's just the way you are. Like, that's, like when you reference me in your videos as well, I'm like, what? What the? What yeah, does what that did mean? I do? Yeah, what does that mean? But I'm like, oh, it's just the way you are. Like the way you do it with you roll your eyes like a, like in a Neil Kalhatka video or like and then and then like, mock me in an endearing way. I'm like, was that an insult? No, that's just the way you show respect for people. I think it is. I think dude, you know you want to know something. If I don't respect someone, I'll either not bring them up or I will do a 20-minute video specifically about them that is scathing with very few jokes in it. Those are the ways that we'll you can tell. Those. Okay, so if you make fun of people, you like them. I'm a fan. Yeah. I am a fan. The thing, I think the thing is just I come from such a bitchy ecosystem as well. So it, we're just constantly being nasty to one another. And I think that I've just realized like- Oh, not everyone in the universe interacts like that. But in my universe, yeah, you're very bitchy, it's man. just moving. Yeah. Like you are bitchier than a like 15-year-old girl from a private school, yes. dude. You are, <laughs> you are a catty little bitch. You and Olivia from Maths should start a podcast because that would be the funniest thing. Who's Olivia? Da haven't you been uh, – have you not been watching Maths? Nah, one of my videos bombed and I stopped. What, no, who is it? Uh, the one that's – she she at the start she went she sort of flew under the radar and then she had this conflict with another one on there, Dom who everyone loves, 
And she's just, she acts like she's a 14-year-old private school popular girl, but she's 28 and she's constantly targeting Dom and she's just, a, she's, a, she's the villain. She's very catty, very bitchy. She openly will say things like, oh, yeah, I just hold a grudge. So what? <laughs> I'm a petty person. Like it's, it's, she's actually funny. I actually like. I'm entertained by her. <laughs> she's a funny person, and I would, I would listen to a podcast like the ones that I like. I'm like, I don't want to listen to a podcast from them. But Olivia from Maps, if for whatever reason you're listening, start a podcast with Jordan, because that is going to be just just sass the podcast. Yeah, that'd be. I would definitely be saying yes to that as well. Even though I don't know who you are, Dom. But what does she look like? No, Olivia. Dom's the one everyone oh, likes. Sorry, Olivia. Uh, blonde. Um, pff, I don't know. White. That's it. No, <laughs> no she's blonde and she's black. She's, she's, uh, <laughs> that is a trashy look, isn't yeah. it? That is a prostitute look. Is there such a thing? Is there such a thing <laughs> as a black chick that dyes her hair peroxide blonde <laughs> that isn't on the street? <laughs> No comment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, prove right. me wrong, kids. Yeah, look, prove me wrong. Fair, that's that probably is a stereotype. But what's um what, what hey uh, yeah okay okay all right so it's it's a blonde <laughs> chick on maths that's bitchy. Well, it doesn't you, really narrow it down. It's a bit you. like let me show you a picture. Uh, let me bring this up. Where is she? There she is. The one on the left there. Oh, man, that is such a bitchy face. And so they have a big feud. <laughs> she she was just yelling at her saying she doesn't like her voice and then Dom smashed a glass on the table and said, for my whole life, people have attacked me for my voice. <laughs> very dramatic. It's very dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know you're in for a good treat when the first... You know, th- several scrolls of Google images is this face. Yeah, she's got a re- she's got a, a true resting bitch face there. Yeah. Excuse you. Ooh, Olivia Fraser's vile Facebook posts resurface after shaming. I I got to click. I'm sorry, guys. I'll <coughs> click on this little clickbait here. After shaming Domenica. Ranting about bitches, slutty whores, and teach and cheaters. Olivia's ruthless side runs deep after she was initially portrayed as sweet and innocent. <laughs> wow. Dirty mistress labelled someone a mutt. That doesn't even seem that bad. Labelled someone a mutt. And a cheater. I hate it when the dirty mistress wins. I hate you. Fuck out of my life. <laughs> this is yeah. This is like the Facebook of a seventeen-year-old in twenty ten. That's what you did. You just wrote random statuses into the void about a person that everyone sort of knew who you were talking about. Yeah. But you, you didn't want to name names. <laughs> yes. And you know, there's a, there's always that someone from like a bogan town being like, fucking. Two-faced dog cunts can't even talk to your face. <laughs> Say it to my face, cunt. 
<laughs> and it gets likes. Gets, it That's usually gets thing. a few likes, gets a few Hope comments. you're okay. I know, I know how you feel, mate. Just <laughs> too many two-faced dogs out there. Are there, any, are there any bogans that are happy with the world? They're always, oh, fucking world soft. There's too many fake cunts out there. Yeah, are there any that are just cunts. like, yeah, the world's pretty good right now. <laughs> like, yeah, NRL soft, but, you know, that, that, there's the UFC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These things worth living for, you know. What at what point in history would they have wanted to probably the the 80s feels like a period where like everyone was hard and and you know religion was on a d- decline post 60s so that sort of I guess if you want to call that sort of emotional area of of the culture was dissipating but then we hadn't really gotten to that progressive era yet so the 80s was just toughness. Yeah. Being hard. Yeah. Rich. Being hard cash grab. Greed is good. Gre- yeah, greed is good and so are muscles. Yeah. But not in a- not- Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah, Rocky yeah. Balboa. Yep. Yeah, all the To heroes. a lesser extent, Paul Hogan. <laughs> but he can wrestle a croc. That's kind of manly. <laughs> well- <laughs> well, this podcast has certainly been a journey. So I, I know at the start, oh, yeah, I, I we're supposed to talk we'll about talk something. About, uh, <laughs> what would actually be an otherwise very serious thing? But we'll just dabble in in that. So essentially, what I was talking about with Eliza. Wait, was, how long have we got? Oh, we can go on for it. We don't really have a time limit. It's more just how much I'm willing to pay the editor. So, Fair enough. Go on. Uh, so <laughs> that's on you because I'm cheap. Uh, <laughs> All right, that brings us to the end of part one of that podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe, share, stay tuned for part two. It's coming out next week, obviously. Come see us live, neildan.com. If you want to see me live, friendlyjordies.com. Check out our sponsors, steadyfreddy.com, Crush Organics. Use the code Neil, all the code Neil and Jordan. Sorry, Neil Jordan for Steady Freddy. Get 15% off Steady Freddy, get 40% off Crush Organics. And we'll see you next week for part two.